3: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Football is back in full swing with another week of epic games, and guess who's got you covered on the action? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet $5 on football and get $200 instantly back in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code VACH, Voch V-O-C-H, Voch to sign up. New customers can bet just $5 and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code VATCH. The crown is yours.
0: Beeps Planet.
4: Hey, well, Come on inside and get yourself something.
5: cool. Oh, the bushel's
4: man. crazy, bro. Hey, hey, hey yo, tap into <laughs> DraftKings to get you a big box of bushelly bonus bucks. Come on <laughs> inside and, and get something. Cool, <laughs> I hit that What will a big bodacious, a big bodacious box of <laughs> bushelly bonus bucks? Oh, draft king's hold on that
5: talk you. Man, I don't oh, like I can't, can't be starting off the show like this because we like fucking up the money. <laughs> we just got it. when I was editing that, Joel. I said, what is a big back a big I box think of think a bushel bonus bucks? If you if you pay if you if you spin five <laughs> You get if what? You, if you spend five,
4: you can get a box of bush <laughs> you, you can get a whole bushel, a batch, and a box. What do that even mean? Of of bodacious
5: voluptuous <laughs> Shouts out to DraftKings.
4: Yeah, uh, Colin, y'all, y'all promo code tell- V O C H. Promo code Vi- Yo, Colin, y'all gotta tell Vash she can't be fucked with money like this. No, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. They gonna be called.
5: Hey, dog. Let me take this serious now.
4: Hey, man. Spend, spend. Hey, with this branding, there we're to spend five and get two hundred something bonus, But, Hey, man. Appreciate y'all for being here, man. Another episode of Vash Lombardi live. You know, it's uh. It's a uh, you know a fantastic day here. Another, uh, this is our last hard work day of the week. Chad, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. What I might do is I might tap in with with um Koye Media, do a little show with him, upload it and post it on Thursday. Because if y'all expect us to sit up and talk about the Cardinals all day, not gonna <laughs> be, able to do it, Not gonna be able to do it, my guy. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've already kind of tapped into it a little bit, and it's just. Washington and New York it's it's their fault you know I mean I just don't foresee that being the same thing that's going on here uh Johnny Woods says we need to focus on Arizona no they need to focus on Arizona (laughs) (laughs) hey they need to focus on Arizona the 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 Cowboys are going to do just fine if they focus on Arizona we are going to be trying our best to get through this week of content and make it seem like the Arizona Cardinals are something to be uh you know worried about you know what I mean but that's for tomorrow and the next day. We'll cross that bridge whenever we get there. But today, uh, we'll be uh, giving our final recap on the New York Jets versus Dallas Cowboys ass whooping. Um, J. Ron Curse, that's who it was. I need that 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 sound drop. will still when he looked in the
5: camera, scream ass whooping. I thought I think, you were home with the run hit talk shit.
4: No, no, no. I need the ass whooping. He he, he did, it. I think it was, it was versus Giants last year or something like that. But uh, we got the film in, and look, the offensive film was so long, we didn't even get a chance to finish the film. Over in the Patreon, patreon.com slash Vash Lombardi. So we'll be doing doing one extra episode this week uh, to finish up that old line film because, the, what, we'll still, 80, 82 plays, 80-something plays? 82
5: plays, so about 80 real, about 79 real ones. Yeah, because of the, you know. Yeah, you know uh
4: the, the knees and shit like that yeah. uh but 79 real plays that we had to break down and we probably got through like i don't know like 45 or something but uh today i have the observations uh from us breaking down that film in the patreon patreon.com slash rosh Lambar. if you want the more detailed film session go over there it's actually a vibe you know what i mean over here i'm just kind of talking and speaking and here's my film session and i'm just showing you what it is right we actually made fun of Terrence Steele tripping over air. We made fun of, you know, if the offensive line just didn't show up in a in a in a very positive manner, Dak Prescott got to be there to bail us out. Uh Tyron Smith beating the shit out of out of uh Jermaine Johnson. I had some very great commentary on that. We hated on Hunter Licky a little bit. It's really fun over there uh to watch film as a whole, as a family, as a collective. And anybody that's in the chat right now that was there watching on Patreon can very much so vouch for that uh so before we get started today i'm your host
3: hey Bobby. and this is just a mixtape
4: b-o-c-h-l-o-n-b-a-r-d-i will still busy so i'm just gonna hit this button you
3: gotta be handy with the steel if you know what i mean earn your key
4: uh skywalker s-t-e-e-l-e on a to z dallas in the morning on appreciate YouTube. you 10 yes sir no no problem sir no problem um what i'm gonna start doing will still because it just kind of works out that way throughout the week you know we do our film breakdown what we learn shows on tuesday but we get the coaches interviews on monday um, so what I'm just going to start doing, and it just happened on accident, right? I just got my Dan Quinn clips, right? Shots out to Dan Quinn. I just pulled some Dan Quinn clips. They're fun. But Schottenheimer is an incredible listen. He's an incredible listen. He's much better than Kellamore. Moore. So what ended up happening was, still while I'm going down and trying to find some film to show to y'all, because this is film day, right? Schottenheimer be like, oh man, I mean, I'm a, man, I'm a huge fan of what, Chuma Doge is doing. Speaking of which, man, there was this one play in the middle of the second quarter. Man, we was running the ball to the right. We was going into the end zone. Man, Chuma Doge just smoked the shot of whoever. And I'm watching film, and I go. Let's go find the fucking play there in Schottenheimer, and it'll be right there. You know what I mean? So I did. I ended up doing that a couple of times, right? Schottenheimer talked about a Jalen Tober catch. He talked about a Tony Pollard crack block. He just talked about different offensive line things. I, I pulled a handful of clips on that. So that's what we're gonna do today. We're going to uh, work in tandem with our film and uh, some of these coaches clips that we have to react to. All
5: right, should be a fun little day. Well, still, you good? You all right? Life is okay. Life is great, man. Great, great film session. Love. <clears throat> I said this on my show. I love being able to watch it and then come back to your film sessions to make sure that what I'm seeing is lining up with what you're seeing. And I learned some things. That's why I'll be putting notes in there. Like, yep, all right, learn that, learn that. Uh Take it in. O line guy now because of the original O line guy.
4: Man, look at the pieces, man. Appreciate you, my guy. Humbly, respectfully. Uh, y'all, I'm calling to the show if y'all want to. Tap in 202 926 1127. Access code 309 104. There were some people that tried to call in Saturday, but it was 100 of y'all. And there was some people that tried to call in uh, Sunday and Monday, but it was 100 of y'all. If y'all didn't get a chance to tap in those days, today is a fantastic day for you to uh, tap in. All right. Now, started with Dan Quinn. Because I normally go listen to Dan Quinn first because he's my favorite list. I love how Dan Quinn walked to the podium. He don't even let them ask a question for it. he just say what the fuck he wanna say. <laughs> right. He just say whatever he want, Will still. Then he go I right. <laughs> y'all got questions? Love that. Uh but Dan Quinn opened up talking about Osa Odiggy Will we Still. And he was one of our breakout guys, man. We was just waiting on him, and mm. he's he's a couple of years into the offseason peanut butter, and he's getting and this should be this should be a lesson to us for what we think about Mozzie right now. I know there's a lot of Cowboy fans that are still kind of down on Mozzie, but as good as we felt about Osa in year one, and as good as we felt about Osa in year two, year three is a whole nother dude now. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Because you got to fix your body to get ready for this thing. Then you got to fix your mindset and you got to be durable enough to do this. Then you got to fix the, the whole strength and technique side. You know, Mozzie just having to be strong enough to do it. But then like – then the game slows down for you, right? Yeah. It takes a couple of years for these, uh, you know, for these big boys to get uh, fully acclimated to the league, right? And Osa's is a guy that that's that's as as much as three as much as Micah got three three sacks in. Osa got three sacks also. So here's Dan Quinn uh, talking about Osa, Diggy Zor and Wilson. I'm going to pull up some film. So just had that in the queue for me.
6: Say, uh, I think I may have used this one term before. Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. It. It's called counterpunching, and so. There was times in training camp, I'd see him get up at the top of the move and just kind of stop and get not stop, but get stuck and not be able to go. And so we really talked about when you get to hear what comes next, when you get to hear what comes next. I think that, Michael, is one of the things I've been most impressed by him is his ability to when a guy's oversetting, how do I throw my rip back to the other world? Balance and with his wrestling background, you know, it's there. And exactly. so, how does that transfer into football and pass rush? It does because he's playing lower, he's playing faster. And I think in this case, the ability to, to see a set and come back the other way, to set somebody up and come back that's what that's why I use the word counter where it's I don't win on my first move, it doesn't mean the pass rush is over. It just means this is how I'll counter. So, but coming in, uh, he was such a mature guy early. And even as a rookie, uh, I would imagine he had one of the very fewest mistakes, you know, a a missed assignment or, you know, a decision that wasn't right. He was so connected in that way. So um, he came in already above the curve in terms of how he could take it. But you see his physical development has just changed so much how his body is, how, mm-hmm. you know, strong he is. So mm-hmm. those are the things I think he just added on to his game.
4: Uh Ray T says, uh, what do you say? Mozzie getting pushed around like Osa was his rookie year. That's a loud – how you lie twice in one sentence? How you lie twice in one sentence, though? Osa, Osa was, was fine his rookie year. He wasn't incredible like he is now, but Osa was a – a starter for you right and then mozzie look if you say Mozzie's still kind of coming off the ball late and he got to figure out life as a pass rusher then fine but mozzie is better taking on double teams than he is as a as a pass rusher now so your whole idea of mozzie getting pushed around like look man mozzie ain't jonathan Hankins and nothing like that to be fair but dog, don't don't, don't don't come out here and lie twice in one sentence in my chat box that's that's disrespectful but also digs who are right let me tell you what i love about this play will still is that it's just basically five-on-five. Five. So we're so we trying to get one-on-ones across the board. And I feel fairly confident that we know Michael Parsons can can win a one-on-one. It just is what it is. And we know that D-Law can win a one-on-one. But how much better does your pass rush get when Oso Diggie are, is a one-on-one guy? You know what I'm saying? When Osa's is just a dude that you could just line up against one of these guards because you know that that they're not quick enough or one of these centers because they're not powerful. And you know that you know Vera Tucker's not not gonna be able to come in and be help guy right now because he got Hankins over there and Hankins is a and yeah, look to be fair, Wilson let me ask you about this play right here. Hankins... Just, let's talk about it, please. Hankins ain't pass rush guy, but he's here. He's pocket pushy guy. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is by design? Like, if Hankins is, is going to be here, I don't want to say a decoy, but he's here to push Packers, and he could get pressure if he wanted to. But he's there to make sure that everybody keeps the one on one, right? What you think?
5: Yeah, I, as you let this play go, I wonder if this was a heads up play by Jonathan Hankins. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, Diggy Zua just beats his man right now and forces seventy five. Watch that keep going a little bit more seventy. Keep going seventy five has to help right there, and mm-hmm. and um Osa. Right here, Osa wins this this is over, and Hankins is like, well, I can't do nothing else upfield, so I'm just gonna swing around either this was either a heads up play by Hankins or this was a design stunt, and y'all stunting with Hankins, you're in that's trouble great. if we could just stunt <laughs> with Hankins.
4: that's great, and then look, look, not only stunting with Hankins. But Hank is being the damn stunt guy, right, like right. Not, not the anchor guy. <laughs> but,
5: but, but I think I think Osa just beat his man so bad, bro, that Hank has said, "Well, why would I continue upfield? I'm just loop around."
4: Sure, one hundred percent. Also, two wheel still. I think there's going to be something to Chauncey being pass rush guy at some point. We're just seeing more and more reps from him. We'll cross that road whenever we get there. Uh, but Michael Parsons gets the one on one. D Log gets the one on one. I don't. It's 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 never going to be a it's never going to be a good idea for any team. Which is why it's important to really shut down the run early. I don't think it's going to be a good idea for any team to just line up empty and just say, "Hey, we're going to just block y'all straight up like this." Because if we get most teams in this situation just our five versus your five we're gonna win man we're gonna win and i'm just so curious to know hankins right here now question will still hankins kind of came over in the middle last minute do you think this was a late game adjustment because zach uh zach wilson and you know it it happened last last week with with daniel also to where all the pass rush lanes kind of get clogged up but the middle ends up being open so the quarterback runs up the middle do you think that hankins is going to be a all right, y'all rush while I patrol quarterback, sneak up the middle type
5: deal. No, no, I don't think that would, I don't think he's a guy you want in there for, for uh, QB spy type stuff.
4: Not spy, right? Not spy, because that'll be like one of these, you know, linebackers, whatever. Right. But just in a, a big ass body is an A gap. Don't you dare think about running
5: this way type, type, of you know, type of deal, right? No, I don't, maybe not. I, yeah, I, I don't What's the down distance? What's the time frame in this? It's, it's very, yeah, but, this is what makes DQ a mad, uh, just a madman, bro. Well, Michael, <laughs> going crazy right here.
4: So it's uh, hey, it's first and 10, third quarter. We up by 14. Okay. Uh, ball on the 25, five minutes, 19. Yeah. So this we'll is see. an interesting
5: down and distance to be doing yeah. this. So yeah, it
4: it, it it could still be run,
5: but it's empty, there you so. go. There you go. I think maybe they're guarding against the run, possibly, but they went empty. So
4: yeah, it's empty. So interesting, interesting conversation. We'll still appreciate
5: you. Uh, then Dan Quinn went
4: on to talk about Demarcus Lawrence here. Let's uh, see what Dan Quinn had to say.
6: Yeah. I thought, uh, man, as he played, um, really aggressive and that's yeah no shit Dan but there's a level that you can go to know, right? where he's playing at different spots I saw him have a really good rush outside at the right end you know where he's played so much left end and had good things but when we can move guys around into different spaces I think that's what really uh, you know sets it apart and so he was he's so active he thinks about the ball you saw him on a rush he got his hand on one that was uh I believe It was down near their end zone. It hit the ground where Diggs was, but he got a piece of that one. It's just the awareness to not just rush, but to try to, you know, extend and win the last yard of the pass rush. And so those are the things that I've seen with him, but he has really improved um, where now he can really align almost anywhere along the defensive line and feel very comfortable doing that. And so you can imagine that's not as easy to do when you've played mostly left end for your career. So I really tip my hat to him for not only, accepting that but to say okay hey this is another part of how we play
4: dan was just talking about moving d law to different sides of the field and this was the very first play of the game d law was was playing right
5: back in there for you bro
4: appreciate you uh will still i remember you know because i'm old enough to remember this i'm old enough to remember when d law was the most double team player in football for like five years in a row yeah i remember Will Still. i was there now we live in this world where d Log is blocked by tight ends just for, for whatever reason, D-Law versus tight ends in the run game. D-Law's still a gangster in the run game, right? And um the the first thing that Dan said was, hey, man, d Log just violent, man. He's just beating the shot people. He's a great... No shit, Dan. And I'm like, dog, this what y'all gonna do? This is the vibe right now. And I wonder, right? Think about this, Will, still. we just having another film conversation. I don't think about this till other great film minds come into the room. The D line is kind of s- stacked in. Um, I don't want to say overset or whatever, but but they're set more to the offensive right side of the field, right? And then we just kind of got this empty spot. But then there's D law to the to the to the left of the offense, right here. I feel like wherever you put D law, he's he's going to be a gangster. Do you think that this was some type of some 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 type of bait and switch to where if you're the offense, if you're a uh, Hackett or whatever, right? You have to decide. All right, do I run at the loaded side with Chauncey? And 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 Micah and and Hankins and Osa, or do I run at D Law? Because so many years teams were just running away from D Law, like that was just their way to get away from. It. We're just gonna run away from D Law, yeah. and that's how we're gonna deal with D Law. Now you either run to the stack side with all the gangsters, or you run with D Law, run game God. I think th- I don't think this was an accident being being lined up this way.
5: Not nah, first fifteen, definitely not an accident. <clears throat> an accident, and maybe they got they start smelling themselves because last week their their tight ends blocked pretty good. Yeah, but I I don't know how you could watch Demarcus Lawrence and think that you're just gonna have a tight end block him in the run game. They tried that in New York last week, the yeah. Giants. Yeah, it tossed my man and got the tackle. So, just maybe arrogance, maybe hey, first play of the game, let's try to get Brees Hall going, and not realizing that D Law is a gangster. So,
4: sure. Then there's one more play I wanted to show. Uh, and my uh, my um. My um audience is a very educated audience, so I know that y'all y'all been watching film, y'all been keeping up with all the film watches on YouTube. There are some people that feel like D Law is not you know still nice as a as a pass rusher. But how many times in a game did we watch Micah and D Law meet at the quarterback? Right, like 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 they they both like D Law probably would have had a couple of sacks this game if it wasn't for doing this Zach Wilson getting rid of the football quickly or some damn body else getting there right. And I think that's that's a, I don't want to say challenge or whatever, but that's something that fans have to have to be aware of. We just can't Bro. get into these, what is D-Law doing? Uh, somebody called your Show the other day with, you know, what is uh, Dorrance Armstrong doing? Princess called. Like, like like. where's Dorrance Armstrong? We're in a world where everybody can go crazy. Everybody's yes. doing a job, but dog, you just can't look at one person and be
5: like, what are they doing? Because anybody can go stupid any day. D-Law was fantastic rushing the passer. In his, he had six pressures. You know, mm. the problem is there's a Micah Parsons, and there's an Osa Digizua, and there's a DA sometimes, and there's a Fowler sometimes. He is not always going to get the sack because there's so many other players. For for years, it was just D-Law. You remember that? Yep. It was just D-Law, and he didn't have D-Law and friends. Now he's got friends, so when he gets those pressures, he's forcing it inside, or maybe somebody else is cleaning it up. But yeah, so far this season, he's got nine pressures and a sack.
4: D Law and Friends and Jeremy Mincy. All right, let's get into what Schottenheimer was talking about, man. Schottenheimer has some 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 shit to say. I got one, two, three, four. I got five Schottenheimer clips and a little bit of film to go with it. Not every single thing, but I got a little bit of film to go with it. Um we'll go back from there. We'll go back from there. This is a pretty long one. You uh talked about this one earlier. Let's let's do this. Let's go. Uh so, somebody asked, right? They was like, shoddy they ain't say shoddy but this is translating shoddy dak was efficient and he got the ball out quickly and i hate questions like this will say so like dak ain't always been there but whatever dak was efficient and got the ball out quickly is that the new dna of this offense
1: the big take from bloomberg news brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world western nations like the u.s and europe
8: i to say this. So it was a DNA against that opponent. You know, we we really knew that that was a really good defense, I and mean, that's a really good defense, and uh, they went out, they got themselves better by getting Al Woods and the depth and the stuff they had up front, but uh, the objective going to that game was we wanted to throw over 28 completions. We just kind of knew it would be that kind of game where we're going to spread it around a little bit. Um and to start the way that he did and to take the ball in the opening drive and to see him, you know, start the way he did. It just, it, it kind of unfolded. Not every game plan unfolds like that where you're like, okay, this is the plan. Sometimes you come over after a couple of drives, you're like, okay, that's not working. What are we going to go to now? But uh, that was definitely a plan, a ton of respect for, uh, you know, Robert and Jeff Ulbricht and that defensive staff and what they do. And, um, you know, it just was one of those days where he was seeing it really well. And um if you watch Dak, I know, I know he's feeling really good when his back foot's firm and he's hitting his back foot and the ball's coming out of his hand, and there's four or five clips on there early in the game where he's doing that.
4: Dak was incredible. Dak was incredible, Will still. And I'm I'm to the point to where, you know, and 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 I've I've said this a couple of times on the show, Will still I'm just not gonna be, I'm just not interested in what national media has to say. You know what I mean? And People say that all the time, right? Like, yo, Vaj, we don't watch national media. But we'll hop right on Twitter and get mad at something that Joy Taylor said or whatever, right? Like, I'm I'm just too... Because I know they're not watching for real. I know they're not watching for real. There's no way you don't watch this film and and walk away from it going, man, Dak, Mike McCarthy, Schottenheimer went crazy on this. There's no way. You're watching... Not you, but like talking about them, they're watching highlights, Will. So they got to be watching highlights or looking at game logs or looking at... Like the 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 highlights of something, there's no way they can see Dak Prescott dialing this shit up and only missing seven times. And some of them seven have a you know, like there's a reason, like there's a reason to why he's missing. He ain't just out there missing, just to be missing. And then there's also this idea that just because the Cowboys did something to him, we were wrong about the other team. That's what I hate, Will still. I'm 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 starting to hate the idea that. The 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 Cowboys get zero credit for what they did. It's just all about what the Jets didn't do. Mm. Right? To the point to where teams are saying, oh man, the Jets overrated, boy. The Jets defense, da-da-da, boom, boom, boom. And I'm just like, oh, it's just the Jets that the Cowboys did this too. There's no way you watching the film if, if you feel like this Jets team is just some shit that just rolled out the bed and they're just bad now. Oh, the Jets had a bad game. The Jets. No, oh, we were wrong about the You were not wrong about the Jets. You're wrong about the Dallas Cowboys. We was having this conversation. We were still. We was talking about the idea that, oh well, this defense, this this Cowboys offense, this Cowboys offense ain't ain't got to be top five. I don't care about this offense being top five. We're just gonna play defense, and do our thing, and be efficient. Well, this Cowboys offense is gonna be top five. This Cowboys offense is gonna be top. five. And I ain't just talking about points because you know defense put up points also. You know teams you to put up points also. This Cowboys offense is gonna be top five, but they're gonna be better. And they're gonna be efficient. Yeah, and they're gonna be you know what I'm saying top five. You know, uh, unit and and I. Th- I just think nothing's gonna nobody's gonna give us respect until we just win that last game. So we might as well not even listen to national media until we
5: win the last I game. But you, you say it all the time and tell them that. But what you said about the offense potentially being top five or what have you, I think the difference is it'll come naturally. Yes, you, you're not. I don't think you'll be chasing a lot, and not, and not just because you're down or whatever. But I don't think you're chasing yards, you're chasing big plays, you're chasing a top five offense. No, I think you're chasing victories, and it'll and it'll just come within that.
4: Mm-hmm. Man, if you just listen listen to Schottenheimer just talk, and Tony did a, a decent job of showing this or whatever, but then Schottenheimer came and talked about it, just how everything on the offense has a plan. Everything has its own purpose, and and this amount of steps, the, the wide receiver needs to be privy to the idea that this is what we're doing, and this is this, and this, and this. And I'm just listening to Schottenheimer talk about it with, well, I'm just like, man, was, were we really just out there winging it? Were we really just improvising? You know, you remember we used to go out and go out in the backyard as kids and play ball and I'll be quarterback and you just go <laughs> and they'll just go. and You will just throw the ball to somebody. Is that what we were doing with Keller Moore this whole time? And me and you talked about the, you know, talk about the L.A. team behind the scenes or whatever. But is that what they were doing? Right. And I'm looking at some of these reads and y'all can take a look at my film session that I'm dropping today. And we talked about a little bit on the uh, Patreon also. But. Even these quarterback friendly type reads or whatever, Dak still got to make the right decision and still got to make the throw. It's easier than that shit Kellen was doing, but everything is structured and everything's laid out. If the first thing ain't there, this this second read ain't just some, I'm running a slant. This second read may be a slant with a pick attached to it or a slant with a, with a third backdoor situation out of it. This offense, I ain't saying it's foolproof, but if you can block up front and if your offensive players can get yak yards on the back end, this offense is going to be hard to stop. It yeah. just happens that if our offensive line ain't going absolutely crazy, we know that Dak going to bail us out in terms of holding on to the football and, and, you know, getting getting rid of it or whatever. And we got yak guys, Will still. This offense is going to impress the shit out of me. It's going to – and, and and honestly, bro, if we did it versus the Jets, I don't see why we can't do it versus San Fran. I don't see why we can't do it versus San Fran, the last scary defense on our schedule, Will still whether we see them in in the regular season or or whether we or whether we see them post game post season i ain't i'm not i'm not i'm not scared of of San Fran, even though they're the the biggest op defensively we have notice i didn't i, I didn't mention the Eagles or the people i had in philly or whatever but anyway moving on we still um did you have anything on that before I move on sir nope fantastic cool. stuff cool uh somebody asked shotheim say hey man what you think about this about this trust that Dak got with Jalen Tober, man. Jalen Tober made some pretty big plays, and most of these plays came from Dak trusting them. Who do you think all this trust came from, Doc? What's going on with Dak and Jalen Tober?
8: Well, number one, um, not surprised by the way JT played. Uh, you guys have seen it. You guys have talked about it. Uh, he's worked his ass off to get to this point and uh, had some real big third-down conversions. We got them matched up on a little stick route or a little deeper stick route uh, to our left at one point. But uh, if you go back and look at that clip, the read was
4: actually I can pause that and go here and boom. And and look, that's that's something else I love about Schadenheimer. She tell you, yeah. tell you exactly where to go. <laughs> I like, hey dog, no,
5: this happened. Uh so yeah, and Tony Pollard did, did it go. go. Go go click on that. You'll see it. Thanks. Yeah, coach. Yeah,
4: yeah. It's there, it's there. I'm like, all right, coach. Uh is this the Jalen over. I had the timestamp, but I just I'm I'm not responsible, Chad. Which
5: one is he which one
4: did he say? He's talking about the Jalen Tolbert thing, and I got it down for nine twenty-five. A couple I, of them, though. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about the uh, Jalen Tolbert uh, third and seven in the third quarter. It was on the left side of the field. Uh, well, shit. I thought I had it, but I ain't. The got first it, down
5: but. catch or the one where you got close to the first down.
4: It's a first down catch. Um, it was it was uh on the left side of the field up, and it was breaking to the inside. I'm like when honest. he came back. When he came back, yes, yeah.
5: that 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 play shows kind of the growth in Jalen Tober. It's funny because I saw somebody in the chat when i went back and watched my show. Said, oh, Jalen Tober doesn't attack the ball. Actually, mm-hmm. he comes back to the ball. He he does a fantastic job driving through the ball, securing the catch, and getting the first down. I think it's why you saw him kind of get up excited. Like, hey, man, yeah. I put it all together right here. Yeah. So, excuse I, me, sir.
4: I thought I had to play, but apparently I'm not responsible for shit. So, I, I ain't got a will still. You can go ahead and put me back on the screen while That's we cool.
5: finish I'll tell you what I liked about Tober's game beyond beyond the catches. Mm -hmm. um, It was the, when he doesn't have the ball. Yeah. You remember how Coach talked about, everybody's got a job to do. And I think Tober did his job to help get people open a couple different times in this game, man. And that just, again, goes to show you the growth mentally from him. He always had the physical skills. Now the mental is coming together, man. So, we'd like to see a little bit more, Jalen.
4: All right, let me um, cut this back on and let Scheidenheimer try and find Jalen Topper and let Scheidenheimer finish up.
8: Based off of, he had, we had vertical seam route running. The safety actually went the other direction and he never hesitated went back over there. But he's strong. I found
5: the well. wheel to say, Okay, I can it He's like, no, nah, I'm determined. Yeah, Watch the drive back to, to the ball here. All right, here we go.
8: The JT. You guys remember we talked about in here. Jalen Topper down by the baseline. catching the back baseline. Nick, he's it's made it's those stuff right, right there. there. So um, the cool thing we believe is that Again, the first open progression should get the ball in the system. You know, the ball doesn't get forced to CD. CD is just really good. He gets open a lot. But the ball doesn't just get forced to CD. Whoever is open based on our progressions, the way we build it with our person.
4: And also, too, while we let Coach keep talking or whatever, why this I is would- important, uh, Jalen Tober down bottom of the slot. Like, first of all, you got to find the sticks. Then you got to read the leverage of this, uh, of this, uh, of this uh, corner here. Come back to the football. Make the catch secure it. Uh, So, all that's important. You had some, Wilson? Yeah, after what, I don't
5: know what, how much of
4: him, where he got, I'll talk about it afterwards. All right, cool.
8: No groupings or formations. And then, of course, the defense has a hand in it. That's where the ball should go. And when we're at our best, it's when we're popping open one and two because of uh, the trust and the timing of those guys.
5: All right, yep. go ahead. Yep, perfect stuff. I'm not I trying to make this a shit on Michael Gallup day. Oh, Will, can I go first? Oh, please. Can I? Because I know exactly what you about to say. Oh, I know what you. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's see if we're on the same page here.
4: This play is kind of proof of why I'm I'm kind of shitting on Michael Gallup real fast. Look at Jalen Tober run his route. I just want y'all to look at Jalen Tober run his route. Crisp, come back, boom. Here's Michael Gallup up top. Look at Michael Gallup kind of running his route. That Sauce Garden up top, but I don't care. It Gallup's route is ugly right here. There's no pop to this route. There's no explosion to this route. But we'll still. Here's Jalen Brooks down bottom. Look at his fucking route. Hold on. Look at Jay, look at Jalen Brooks's route. Jalen got a brand new ACL out there. How much longer? I looked down and saw Jalen Brooks at this. Will how much longer before Gallup just Jalen Tober making trust me plays? It, when Jalen Tober is making because look like you can go to C D Lamb because CD talented right. Dak is going to Tober because he trusts him. When Jalen Tobert is making more trust-me plays than Michael Gallup, his time can't be very long, Will, still.
5: Gallup's. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was going to talk about the Niners game. Okay, cool. If you remember you, the comeback route, I don't know what the hell was going on over there, but he just kind of stopped and didn't drive back to the ball. Sure. And that was a one of the main reasons. Now, again, he came back late to it. That's why I kind of hate the concept. But nonetheless you gotta drive back down to the ball to protect your quarterback if yeah. if jalen tobert if you go if you go back oh you could just this that might work that might work whichever, whichever way if Wait, you go, right? yeah, yeah if you go back to where he he flips his hips and he settles at the top of his route if he just right there. if he just stays right there twenty two is driving on jalen jalen brook or jalen tober yep. and that's an incomplete pass or god forbid he kind of lets up a little bit and now it's going right into twenty two uh, yep. for, for the interception, so just the small things that Tobert's doing I think you saw it in preseason and now his first time out, you see him doing it he one hundred percent is more explosive than than Gallup we've seen that um i i i think it's i think it's time to start seeing a little bit more of Jalen tobert man it's inevitable it's
4: inevitable yeah. and and i think it's i think these next few games are great games to do it. You know, you going against Arizona, you going, you know, against Mac Jones and the Patriots, it's a great game to just kind of try some shit and figure it out and see what combinations work 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 well for you. This would be a good time to get some young guys of football, you know what I mean? I don't see like Gallup is a whole year removed. You know what I'm saying? Like he had the surgery and he played a year or he played 17 games or something. And now he's did the whole he's back now. There shouldn't be no excuse here. I don't know if this is his legs or, you know, he just ain't got him up under him. He don't trust himself. He's just not. I don't know what it is, Will, still. I
5: don't think he's physically limited. If you watch him, I, I, I just don't think he's that that what he was, number one. And number mm-hmm. two, I don't think he's a, he's really looked at this offense as a featured guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, why? why what do we need to go to? We're not going to gallop on sauce. No. You, you know what I'm saying? No. I, I like your idea. Can we? Let's get some Hold jump on. balls. Let's go ahead and oh, throw him up in the red zone, get some jump ball. When you need a tough catch, or whatever. But I, I'm not really featuring Gallup in this. Damn sure I ain't doing it against no sauce gardener. So
4: yeah. Yeah, man. It was just uh it's just
5: it just breaks my heart a little no, bit. No, no, no. cut. No, relax, guys. We're not talking about getting rid of Gallup. We're, We're just, not cutting uh, Michael Gallup. This is only this.
4: this is only about politic and Jalen Hurts. Yes. This, this is only about politic and Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts gives you better then just find a new role for Gallup. <laughs> you I know think. what I'm saying? Yep. And
5: because that's of a good me. point, Eric. It's not like Gallup was ever a route guy. Yeah. Where yeah, Gallup yeah, yeah. won in this offense, in his career is get the ball, get some yak up and, and get some yak, right. On some quick stuff and deep and tough catch guy. That ain't never changed. Yep. Yeah.
4: Yep. I didn't, um, I didn't, uh, cut you off a few times. We'll still part of me, but I, I, I get excited over this topic, man. Yeah. I get excited over this topic, bro. Uh, apparently I said Jalen Hurst and I meant Jalen Tolbert. my fault. Um, I get excited over this topic, bro, because I, I just don't want nothing getting in the way of this team or this offense or this offense. I just don't want nothing getting in the way of it. And I, I just – Dak is just looking – because I'm sure Dak can find Gallup if he wants to. I'm sure Dak that, that can find a way. But Shidenheimer just said we don't force the ball to nobody. No. We don't force the ball to nobody. So if – um, Gallup is 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 open. He'll he'll get it to him. He he uh went on to say, hey man, CD Lamb gets the ball a bunch, not because he's uh you know forced the ball. I do think that's nonsense. Sometimes we're looking for C D. But he says just C D just does a good job of getting open. If Jalen Tober is doing a better job of getting open mm-hmm. than, than 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 Michael Gallup, then we need to have a conversation about Jalen Tober snaps versus Michael Gallup. That's all I got. Um Had a conversation with a coach about Tony Pollard being a bell cow guy. Here's what he had to say.
8: Well, we knew it was going to be a real physical game. Uh, You know, didn't expect that we'd have 80 something plus plays, obviously. Um, You know, I think it shows what Tony can be for sure. Uh, We always want to be mindful of all our guys, reps and touches and things like that. But uh, I think it proves that here's a guy that we've all asked, can he be a bell cow? There's no question he can be a bell cow. He ran hard, 32, whatever the number was. Do we want to do that every week? um depends right. on the game you know we'll be smart with him this week in practice mm-hmm. um but again i think he answered the question can he can i do that yes. yeah I can. um but some of the cool things about tony again i like to just brag about the things that don't if you watch him in pass
5: protection
4: he go about to give us a film again we'll see go ahead and uh,
5: <laughs> <laughs> hey man if y'all going uh man, go to twenty nine thirty two, <laughs> if y'all go look real quick <laughs> <laughs> uh
4: here's here's coach talking about uh tony Pollard chip well, blocking he it. describes it too yeah, 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 yeah.
8: And there's a chip where he's – he actually caught the ball. We checked it down to him, but he leaks out over the right side. And 72, I think, was running upfield on Terrence. And the chip that he had was wicked. like it Wicked. Was, wicked.
5: So he's diabolical, football
8: man. Football as well, <laughs> which, again, you know, just speaks to the type of competitor he is and, um, you know, the, the the mindset and the competitive play style
5: that he has. That is a damn good chip, though. He remind me of like the cool dad, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cool coach's dad.
4: Mm. Yeah. yeah, totally, dude. Gnarly son. Yes, why I said gnarly. Uh, hey man, I kind of like what uh Mike McCarthy is saying, and and you know Mike Michael come out and tell you, man. He say, like, hey man, you know, uh, uh, player like health management or whatever, like he's really big on that. So if Tony's gonna get like a hard game then Tony ain't going to be practicing that hard or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And that that might be the key to her. You know what I mean? Just just managing uh, Tony's load. And, and if he's going to go crazy in the game, he has to rest somewhere. So that'll be during practice. So Schottenheimer confirmed that. Mike McCarthy talks about it all the time. He told a story about Randall Cobb, about how, how they overused the shit out of Randall Cobb, and then he went hard at practice and Randall Cobb got hurt. Um, but Tony... I, I mean, it it, it 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 felt like Tony got the ball the right amount of time, though, Wilson. I don't think we overused Tony Pollard at all because, I mean, the the past two weeks, you you, you saw Rico get involved. You saw uh, All-Star Jr. get involved. You saw Turpin get involved. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't just Tony Pollard just, you know, running his head up and down, B-gapping and shit like that. Like, Tony's getting his rest. Tony's sitting, you know, he's doing his thing on the sideline. But it only takes one play for Tony to really – Get going, and then once he once he gets going, then you you could just go from there. But Tony's gonna be running the ball, catching the ball, and throwing big ass blocks versus uh, D ends like this. Then yeah, Tony's gonna get um he's gonna get banged up. But what's in, what's important though is that Tony's one of the best players on his on his team. Will yeah. still he's one Dude. of the best guys on the team. And there's, you
5: gotta be- yeah, there's gonna be games you have to you have to do this. It doesn't have to be every game, but there's mm-hmm. gonna be some games where hey a, a Tony ACD. It's a tough defense here. We're gonna figure out ways to get you the ball. And, yep. and that's and that's what good coaches do, and, and that's what they did. So, uh, I don't want to see this every game. Not thirty touches. You don't even want to see him get twenty to twenty-five every game. Uh, mm-hmm. You you want to see his usage be split because and with any back, I don't give a damn how good the back is in today's game. I'm sure. I'm just not giving him the ball twenty-five times a game. So, sure. uh, but there, there's going to probably be about five of these throughout the season. Hey, man, we got the Niners right. We, we, yep, Tony, we need. we need you. We're gonna need you. We're gonna need you a lot. So uh, just be ready. But, but I love the way they're using these backs so far. Um, just got to get better with this type of thing down there.
4: Arizona's a a, a perfect time to just get Rico and do some bunch of carries. Perfect time. Uh, Patriots next week, perfect time to get those guys involved, you know. But when it's time to play San Fran, when it's time to play, you know, Eagles and all these other teams, man, that's, that's when it's time to get Tony going. One last clip, then we're going to get to the phones. Schottenheimer's talking about the backup offensive line and how many reps those, those, those guys are getting. Schottenheimer said this.
8: Uh, it's, it's invaluable, uh, especially with the way we practice now. You know, during training camp, you really don't get enough reps. You don't get enough padded practices. Um, you look at TJ going in yesterday when Chuma came out, and again, that was a tough matchup with, with uh, Williams. Um, and we've been talking about him really for the past couple weeks. Here's a guy that, again, it's definitely not too big for him. Uh he goes in there, he competes, he's strong as hell. He works really good, you know, with Tyron, which is awesome. Um, but you know, we were talking when the game got to where it got to, it was like almost getting extra inside run drill work late in the game. You know, so awesome came in and he, you know, got a chance to work. But you again, you don't get those practices. So, you know, we won some battles, they won some battles in, in the four-minute drive, but it's been invaluable. But you know, you see Deuce Vaughn getting snaps, you see Jalen Tolbert getting snaps, you see Jalen Brooks getting snaps. You see Luke Schoonmaker. I mean, you get see all these young players that are coming on. That you're just like, that's invaluable for us because we're going to need them. I mean, we're going to need them at some point to help us go win big games, and mm-hmm. we have zero question that they'll be able to do that because of the snaps that they're getting. Um, sometimes by choice, other times because they're forced into action.
4: These backup offensive linemen gave my confidence. Will still, you can just cut this on. We could just roll Tyler Bass film while we're talking. <clears throat> but this this offensive line, these backup guys gave me confidence. Will still. Um, these past two weeks we've had to deal with Dexter Lawrence and Quentin Williams. This is this is an example of uh, TJ Bass wrestling Quentin Williams. Um, we've had to deal with with both those guys playing D tackle, and what I've learned is those two dudes, in tandem with you know Dak Prescott getting getting rid of the ball at the good time, or or just you know getting rid of it early so that you know if Terrence dies it's okay. I think we can be able to deal with whatever front. That we uh you know that we need to deal with in case in in case of emergency now in a perfect world I don't want code 77 to ever happen look at Ty- so this is a great example of what Tyler of what TJ bass is he may not be powerful enough right now but hey give him a little bit of a help and just let him get in there and wrestle with people this is what he's good at he may not be strong enough but he'll stay in phase and he'll wrestle with dudes TJ' is really good at that um I feel good that if TJ had to play If Chuma Adoga has to keep playing, which I hope he doesn't, I need Tyler back. I'm fine with those guys, Will still, I'm fine with them. Mm -hmm. Because, one, TJ is going to need the reps for next year. Because if offseason peanut butter looks good for him, I may not even need to draft a guard. But we'll, we'll have that conversation in, you know, like February or something like that. But TJ Bass showed me that he's down. He's down. He's game. Get down, and lay down. will still. TJ Bass is a he. He'll 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 line up with the best of them. And if he'll line up and wrestle and fight and not get you killed versus Quentin Williams, look at him wrestling and fighting with Tyler B- and not getting killed by Dan Quentin Williams. If you can do this versus Quentin Williams, whoever the hell the the, the Cardinals got a three tech, whoever the hell the Patriots got a three tech, Hargrave is a gangster. But hey, look at who we talking about. We are talking about some of the top guys. I feel good about him versus. Eagles and and the 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 Panthers and the Football Wizards, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 gonna be challenges. Sure, the shit ain't gonna be perfect. I'm not saying T.J. Bass is a Hall of Famer or nothing. There are gonna be challenges, but he's not going to Chaz Green, Adrian, Clayborne. You is what go. I'm saying. There you go. He had to play. He's not gonna get you killed.
5: Um, and, and that's all we can ask for. Uh, you have some comments on your young guys, Will Still? Yeah, I just think T.J. Bass. He just continues to show that that he belongs. Mm-hmm. And I've been saying it in the preseason, and it's carried over in this game. His awareness, bro, for, yeah. uh, you know, he was left side guy, left tackle guy. So you see that. You kind of see him handle those stunts much better uh, than you will see, say, Chuma, who hasn't played a whole lot of guard. Yeah. But, man, he's technically sound. Like you say, he ain't got the peanut butter just yet. But your offense is not going to die. And I always say this. If you're a backup, just don't be a liability when you're yeah. in there. I think the difference, though, with TJ, I, I don't think he'll be a liability, but I also don't think that you have to be too conservative here. I think he can keep your offense just a notch down to what it might be, uh, as opposed to when you get Tyler, your offense is way better. So sure. I, I, I think I'd like to see TJ get the next call up, but uh, it's good to know that we got two guys on the interior and TJ and Chuma where, hey, your offense is not severely hindered with those dudes in there. You actually can kind of keep things moving along respectably
4: you were just talking about TJ's awareness here's a here's a great example of that uh, we're going to uh, come off the ball 96 is going to disappear he's going to be a Tyler Biedrich guy but instead of just sitting there looking aloof like some guards would he'll go find some help and 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 and, and be help guy for uh, Tyron Smith on his password. This is uh, Huff um, helping Tyron Smith with Huff to the inside. He's a fantastic help guy. TJ Bass finds help. And and just him being a veteran dude and Will, this this could be, um, you know, we have, um, you know, these um, senior guys that's just been playing ball for a long time. He just understands football. He just understands mm-hmm. he's he been doing it for so long that he understands, hey, if this dude is going to disappear, let me look around because there may be some some help inside I need to do. Or just this, this fantastic block right here versus uh, Al whatever uh, Al Woods. Or- i'm just i'm just a fan of tj bass i think if you can you know peanut butter him up a little bit i think next year is going to be fantastic for him um and if he had to play this year i don't think you get absolutely killed but i'm definitely waiting for tyler to come back take a look at him on the second level right here combo combo combo. second level right here come on tj bass uh but anyway that's all i got for y'all today man that's all the film i got that's all the um sounds i have from the uh coaches press conferences today we'll still you're getting fantastic as a as an o-line guy shake my hand appreciate you sir you're you're great at this <laughs> no nah,
5: yeah. i'm 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 still working man you great at this i'm still working i'm still learning but it's, it's my favorite position to evaluate I'll tell you that
4: mm.
5: man come on dog
4: Thanks for tuning in to the Vach Lombardi Podcast. You can follow us on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. For more bold takes, pre- and post-game reactions, and film breakdowns, check us out on YouTube at The Volume or at Vach Lombardi, 3 p.m. Central, Monday through Thursday. Salute.
0: I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States.